Hello and welcome to Qatar's first sports podcast, In The Game. I'm your host, Steve Mackey, and we can't wait to introduce to you everything sport here in Qatar and afar. We're going to be bringing you personalities, company owners, institutions, individuals that are making a real difference. So with us, please enjoy the journey. Hello and welcome to In The Game, Qatar's first sports podcast. I have, we have a very special guest today. We have Khalid Al Jabba. Um, there's going to be a lot of people I know already. There's going to be a lot of people that already know you, and they're all shouting out, "Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I know him. I know him. I know him." <laughs> yeah. I I didn't know you until I started watching your material, Whoa. and then I was just blown away. And I, I was so lucky to. We, we are so lucky to have you on the show today. It's a pleasure. So please, can yeah. you just introduce yourself and just tell your story to a certain stage, and then. Well, if I'm going to talk, you have to shut me up <laughs> for some time. This is yeah. great. I love it already. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm, uh, I'm a computer engineer, uh, an ex-officer. However, I'm a motorcycle traveler, <laughs> which, is, which, which, is mat- which matters now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I've been traveling all around the world since around five, six years on a motorcycle. And I started traveling uh, by car since I was 19. So right now I've been to 82 countries around the world and pl- I'm planning by 2020 to reach 100 countries. Uh, my background, I'm a son of uh, a diplomat who've been living all around the world since childhood. That's why I'm, I'm never homesick. Yep. And um, me, let's say I've been looking for home with all my travels. Mm. And as long as I'm on a bike, I'm feeling better. Or As long as I'm on the travel, I'm feeling great. Uh, that's why... I consider motorcycling or adventure motorcycling as my career now. It is the story is, and it's great that we found out today. And there was there's a reason why I found out. I <laughs> knew that you were you had military background, but I'll explain a little bit more as we go yeah. along. But you kind of you you started your your um you're an academic. You've you've kind of you've got all your in cybersecurity. That's right. Yeah. So you've gone, you've gone into this. So at the beginning, this is what you decided to do as your career. Well, let's say I haven't decided. It's, it wasn't my choice. I was put into that choice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And I never loved being an engineer or a cybersecurity specialist or whatever. But, you know, back then when we finished high school in Qatar, we were granted scholarships. Okay. And here in the ministry, they give you limited offers, limited options. The government needs IT engineers. We need 300 IT engineers. You either go for IT engineering or you just stay home. To me, it's an opportunity to study engineering abroad. So that's why I decided to do IT, which I never loved. But then when I graduated, I've been getting lots of offers only for IT. And I studied IT. I mean, I worked as an IT specialist for 15 years in the special force until I realized that it's time for for me to, to follow my dreams, to, yeah. to look for myself. Yeah. So 10 years ago, I started film and a film uh, company and uh, it, was, it was doing great, which is still doing great. However, it's not me yet. Mm-hmm. I haven't found myself yet until I decided to get my bike and jump on my bike and ride around. When I started, the first uh, challenging trip, which I started was in 2015. I rode to Saudi Arabia, to the Saudi desert, 
in the middle of July summer. No. Temperature was well on my on my uh, dash it shows 58 on my motorcycle and my full gear, full helmet, gloves. And I think I mean my brother is a doctor he was telling me you're crazy, you're crazy. going to kill yourself yeah, yeah. because you will never notice you all, all out of sudden you'll just pass away. Yeah. Without any symptom. Anyway, so I did that as a I took it as a endurance. I was checking my endurance whether I can do it or not. And a month later I I was I I decided to ride through the Indian Himalayas. Which was another challenge. And then I started going and on and on and on until I reached these countries. I mean, the record I did. With with all of this, who's been your biggest influence? And we're going to talk about exactly the the tasks that you've done, the, the journeys that you've done, which are incredible, by the way. But what what was it? Who you you talk about? I saw your video, and you talk about your father, and he's telling you to reach. My, yeah, my grandfather. Your grandfather. Yeah. Sorry. Well, he's my my biggest influencer. He's my role model because when I was a kid, um, I don't want to ruin my film. Maybe maybe many of uh, of the people who are watching now they haven't watched my film, but I'll I'll have to say this story. Uh, when I was a kid, I, I never, I was never into studying I, because I thought I'm smarter than schools. So my grandfather he was telling me, uh, "You should follow. You should chase your dreams, even if they are in the in Arabic was we would call it Thuraya, which is a patch of stars." Yeah, and I didn't understand what he meant by Thuraya because we we also call chandelier in Arabic Thuraya. Okay. So I thought he is like, "Wow, that's really low for a dream." So I didn't pay attention until 2015 when I decided to do India. I remembered his word. It's like a wake wake up call because I was almost hesitating to go to India. Yeah. And then for some reason I remembered what he said. And yeah, Thuraya, what he meant by Thuraya. So I started googling it, and I realized that he meant the stars. Yeah. But it was a deep, I mean, complicated Arabic word that we as kids we never knew about it. But this was so powerful, even at that age, and it's it's a powerful story that you're telling everybody now because this is this is what everybody should do: Re- go for their dreams, reach for the stars. That's there, right. There is, yeah, he, just do I it. mean, many people here. I mean, many people in, in in Qatar, let's say, they wouldn't leave the comfort zone because they feel they feel insecure, and many people who are doing business here, they do business while they have their government job, which is really which is not helping their business and they're not giving them full concentration on their job. Yeah. And the reason why they, they don't want to leave the comfort zone. For for my story, I mean, I left my job. I left my kids. I left everything. I, I wanted to be out of the comfort zone because I wanted to feel the joy of coming back to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So that's why I decided to get into that uh struggle being on a bike jobless no salary and I mean away from my kids away from my home uh, getting all the blames from my parents because I mean if all with all that pressure you would have to do something you have to prove yourself you have to face death you have to face I mean I, I, I've been through a lot of I mean scary moments I had a gun at my head I almost got kidnapped by traffic I mean organ traffickers I because I mean I wanted to do it. I, I was I was fighting for it. Thank you for listening to Ginger Camel Network podcast. In case you don't know us, Ginger Camel Network is a network of podcasts covering life here in Doha, Qatar, from sport, business, food, and the community. Ginger Camel Network is part of Ginger Camel, 
a media company that is well known for its high quality film production, creating winning TV commercials, corporate videos, creative promotional videos, and content for digital media. If you would like to find out more about Ginger Camel and Ginger Camel Network, please visit our website at www.gingercamel.com or subscribe to any one of our podcasts, Dar Heat, Your Onion, In the Game, and The Happy Munches. Yeah. So come on then, let's <laughs> let's go into this. So you decided to get a bike, yes, which is a huge bike. It is a huge. Bike. But when you done the um, when you went to the the um, when you went to India, it wasn't that big a bike, right? It was no in India. I mean, because it's three weeks trip, so I rented a bike, which is <laughs> which is uh, a cha- a more challenging thing for me because the bike was very old, rusty bike, Indian bike, not. Uh, BMW technology, yep. ABS, cruise control, doesn't, it didn't have any of that. It didn't have any navigation, although I don't use or I don't rely on the sat-nav. Okay. I use maps to give more challenge, but still I was riding a very old rusty motorcycle mm. in India. Yeah. So, yeah, that was the, the first uh, real challenge for me because riding through mud, sands, uh, mountains, reaching high altitudes, to me, it was a new experience, and it was a training to go for the next bigger challenge. But you, you, with the with the bike, it was you were going up in the mountains, and and I was there was a, some of the pictures that you you were shown was the edge was right there. Yes, it was, and there was nothing. You, you don't want to look down because <laughs> the moment you look down, you'll get dizzy, and sometimes you lose control. And but the weather as well. You were you were in different types of weathers, and it was I. I, I the weather in the lowest temperature I, I, I did ride in was minus 15 in Tibet. And I was crying of, of the pain. You can't imagine how painful it was. I was taking off my gloves and touching my cylinder just to get some heat. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it was really crazy snowing, uh, muddy. Imagine you ride on a muddy road, snowy and freezing. Black eyes, snow. Mud and twisty road. Mm. If you want to call it road, it's but, not. <laughs> and, and it's no. just a, a path that made by trucks, and I'm, I was just following. Dear me. Mm. So then, so you done the engine trip. Then you looked at it and you went, "I want more." Yes. So I was never satisfied. Never. Yeah. So what was your next trip? So right after India was, I still remember I was in Singapore with my kids, my wife and kids. And I was just Googling the Silk Road because I've been hearing about Silk Road since I was a kid. And uh, I was just Googling Silk Road motorcycle. And the first hit was ride from London to Beijing on with Globebusters. I was, wow, I immediately hit that uh, link. And then I Googled the owner of the company who was uh, two Guinness record holder. That day. I I said I would email him, but he would never reply to my email. He's a famous guy on Wikipedia, and within a couple of hours he got back to me. He said, "Yeah, well, this trip is scheduled to be London to Beijing. If you are interested, please send me your uh, bio. I need to know more about you because I'm not gonna risk taking someone who doesn't have an experience. Yeah, because it's a it's a, it's a technical ride. And to be honest, I wasn't that great. Yeah, I didn't have that experience." So what I did, I registered for that uh, trip, and I immediately uh, registered for uh, an advanced 
off-road course okay just to be fit for that uh, trip and you know i was uh, featuring my trip on al jazeera and uh, i had lots of uh, charity organization lots of people following me so for some reason i had some kind of an ego starting the silk road and i was going through toward the start point with my bike full of stuff everything was brand new lots of stuff and the taxi was following me with more stuff and there was and the, and there was approaching the gate and the moment i was about to get in i dropped the bike in <laughs> front of kevin which was which that moment broke my ego yeah because it made me realize that if you continue riding with this ego you'd crash or die or both that's just scary so i started realizing whoa, 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 whoa. okay you should know your ability you should know yourself and out of everyone who was there kevin the guy who would decide which would uh, whether i should do it or not he was the one who picked me up which was more embarrassing so i did, i mean that gave me a push to to continue to fight for this trip to make sure i don't get injured i don't crash and i reach bijan uh celebrating that i've done the silk road I I I found it I found the the video amazing. Yeah. Um I was just in awe with it. I was trying to put myself in the position of of being on that bike. Mm. The bike was huge. It's it like is I huge. saw it one stage in the in the in the movie you were you were struggling because you struggling. couldn't get it back. <laughs> You'd been out on the road. Yeah. And the bike it was the bike was taking you and you were trying to push it back up on a small little thing. Yeah. But it was imagine putting it on a center stand it needs lots of effort and struggle and that day it was a very long day and during that film i was working as a rider and as a producer so i was riding checking my maps making sure that uh, the dop had his lunch uh, the director found the room to stay uh, we are behind the schedule or not we have arranged the meals I was doing both jobs and I was going crazy we didn't find a hotel so we in, I ended up lying next to my bike and it was really a very hard day that's why I couldn't even lift my bike and and I saw you struggling with your lock on your bike too you yeah. had to lock it up yeah because I was in a, in a city somewhere in Europe which known which was known that they had the highest bike theft <laughs> so i had to get my bicycle lock and they locked my wheel and next day i couldn't even unlock because it was a bit tight so i had to cut it next day dear me yeah. and so so when you're going through cuz you've got you're going from london and we just said it in a sentence you said it in a sentence yeah i went from london to beijing mm-hmm. but there was there was some some scary moments yeah. it looked like there were scary moments it's but it's a lonely thing as well right it's it's kind of so you've got to go travel and you're on your own well being on a motorcycle whether you're riding with your own or someone with you we would not we wouldn't be having a conversation that's one thing another another thing myself i i believe that being on the bike i'm meditating yeah i'm concentrating yeah. sometimes yep. i I don't realize that I've been riding for 14 hours because there are lots of concentration going on the back. Many people they they misjudge the rider because they think they're they, the motorcycle rider is the same as a car driver which is not true because yeah. we use our body balance, we use our concentration, 
we use both hands, both feet to drive. Yeah. We never have any, I mean, the moment I, I park, the, when I, I stop the bike and on a traffic light, this is the, the time when I'm resting. Mm -hmm. So there are lots of struggle. They, they need lots of uh, stamina and fitness level to be on an adventure motorcycle. Yeah. I wouldn't say the classic or cruiser bike. That's that's fun. Yeah. Uh, but being on an adventure motorcycle, riding through mud, sandy patches, uh, crossing rivers, it's not an easy thing. You need you one need split to, slip, one you need, split second. You need to know how to when to decide. You have to be a good decision maker. You shouldn't hesitate. The moment you hesitate, you will be crashing immediately. 60% or even more than 60% of the motorcycle crashes are people hesitating. Yeah. And I mean, I, I can tell this because I've been through a lot. I've, I've done 120,000 kilometers in the last th three years. So I've been a lot. I mean, right. I mean, the experience with motorcycle is not about the years, about the miles. Even. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, okay. Let me let me try and highlight some of the areas that you you traveled through. Mm -hmm. What on the the Silk Road? Mm -hmm. What were the best countries, and what were the memories that you that just? Well, Come the best on. country that I really loved in Silk Road. I mean, every country is beautiful in a way yeah. or another. But the best that I really loved was Tajikistan. Tajikistan people were simple they had they had nothing at all right they had nothing no technology no electricity nothing but they were they have something that we all don't have they have the happiness they were extremely happy to see a rider approaching their villages the kids were running toward us and they can accept anything and i still remember a moment that i didn't have anything to give away to kids I had my pen and I really needed it because by each border we have to fill up lots of form. Yeah. So I had to give the girl, the little girl, the cap of the pen. And you can't imagine how happy she was. And I think she will remember this for the rest of her life. And that's life changing for yeah. us all, right? And Those you see how silly the world is when you come. When I come back here, people are getting depressed because he didn't get the car he ordered the same color he wanted a lady she didn't get her purse on time while there they could be i mean you could make their day for just shaking hand with a kid while riding i i've said in so many different podcasts yeah. that people don't realize the power of a handshake yes of course the smile the hug you know it's transforming i still remember uh, a moment in south africa uh, a, reception, a receptionist was there was a guest before me who lost his key and he was shouting and la 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 that's not acceptable and then when when and I mean I'm sure she was smiling and that's her job to be always smiling to customers and then I I when when my turn came I was like wow I like your hair and she said you know that I was thinking to leave be honest i was thinking to take a short leave and go home because of the bad day i had but you made up my day yeah i thanks for the compliment he said no really i like your hair and really uh, nice i i i like you even more because this <laughs> is the amount of times that, that sometimes we we haven't got financials to give people yeah but it's not the the financial when we were in the forces the 
you didn't worry about your wages. It was we. They used so many more motivating factors that that's right. that would get you to be more motivated mm-hmm. with doing whatever you were doing. That's right. That's where we miss it today. It's all ro- revolving around finance or finances and what I've got and what, what mm. car I've got. And and you've you forget the humanity. You forget to smile. To and, lots of things. And people, I can hear people out there already saying, yeah, yeah. It's true, right? You, mm-hmm. This this is so powerful. And, and the great thing I like about what we we spoke briefly beforehand is it's bringing people together. That's right. And that's the biggest, powerfulest thing ever. It's like shaking hands and getting to know those people and understanding what lifestyle. So this is, I I, I, I wanted, again, watching your video last night, yeah. I wanted to be on that bike. I wanted to be... I didn't want to um, tell them about the um, when you're going up in the mountains mm-hmm. and you've got this huge bike. Yes. And it's just, if there was a little giveaway of the, you're gone. Yeah, that was a tricky road. I was riding with a German rider and it was a female. And, and to me, riding behind that lady, I was feeling safe because I was considering that she got the experience. Whatever she does, I'll be fine because she was 65 or 60. And then she stopped and she stopped me. I was, she was like, you know, she said, she told me, for the first time, I'm scared. I have to admit that I'm scared. So please ride behind, ride behind me and whatever you see, if, the, if you see anything dangerous, just let me know. I said, well, how would I let you know you'll be in front? He said, no, no, just watch me, watch out for me. And because I need, I need to know what happened if I crash. Someone need to know what happened. Yeah. You, I, I want a witness to see it. And then that got me really nervous because wow, I was, I was feeling safe with this lady, and she's scared, and she wants me to make her feel safe. But we did ride and uh, through that uh, muddy, frozen uh, patch, and we. Uh, and I almost slipped down off the edge. And I mean, I've, I've, I've seen all my life in that 10 seconds. Oh, no. Yeah. And, you know, I could give up and just let it go, but I had to fight for it. I had to fight until I got off the edge and continued. And and the snow, the, so there were so many different conditions. But I was like, when I saw you riding in the snow, I was like, Oh my word! And not just snow; it's the, hel- it's the altitude. You know, being on four—it was four thousand nine hundred and nine meters. Being on high altitude, your brain works maybe thirty percent or fifty percent less, so you cannot decide. Similar to when when you are on land on zero. Yeah. So the decision would be affected. Uh, weather conditions. Uh, in Tibet, you don't eat what you eat here. I was dying to eat. Uh, a boiled egg. I was dying to have a cappuccino for three months. <laughs> so, yeah, all of these circumstances would affect your decision. Your, I mean, you don't sleep, lack of sleep, you're sleeping in a sleeping bag. Not, I haven't showered for 10 days that day because there's no running water. Yeah, in yeah. 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 So, yeah, all of these will affect the decision. Hi, my name's Steve Mackey, and I'm the founder at Solutions4 and business startup Qatar.com. We are a company formation and partnership specialist, and we want to guide you on the smoothest journey possible in starting your business in Qatar. If you want to talk about business or a simple chat, please get in touch on our website, businessstartupqatar.com. 
Can't wait to hear from you. Affect the decision. One of the things that I knew that you were military also, or you'd had a military background, yeah. was the way that you had all your kit, your your knife and fork, your mm -hmm. everything has its place, and it was all nicely packed, and it was because that that's, must be one of your biggest ones. You've got to be well made. Yeah, there are lots of uh, preparation for trips. There are lots of packing and unpacking every day. Yeah, changing beds every day. So the more miles I make, the more I learn about when it comes to packing. Now I can pack my stuff in a small uh, box for six months. I, I learned the art of packing. <laughs> that's that's fantastic. Yeah, when I, when I first did the Silk Road, I had lots of stuff with me. A car following me with more stuff. And the more I crossed the Silk Road, the more stuff I was donating and getting rid of. Oh. Yeah, until I ended up with two panniers, that's it. Wonderful. Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, do, we did learn a lot of lessons. I, I, I would always call motorcycle trips as a leadership academy. How yeah. to promote yourself, how to convince, how to, uh, the art of uh, negotiation skills. Yeah. Financial. Especially uh, when a gun's pointing at you. Yeah, when, uh, of course. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I mean, border, cro border crossing in Central Asia needs lots of negotiation skills. Wow. You need to convince them that what you're doing is right. You need to convince them that they are right, mm. but you still need to get in. Because the moment you convince them they are wrong, you'll, you could end up in jail. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all of these experiences, you've gone from, the, from London to Beijing. Now we've had a bit of a flavor of what, what has gone on within that trip. Mm -hmm. I wish we had more time to be able to, to go into more depth. Mm -hmm. But the one thing you had, if you don't mind me saying, you I had don't a mind big, <laughs> you, your hair was here, your beard was out here, literally. Yeah. And the thing that I noticed more was you tried to do a piece to camera, but the emotion got the best better of you. What was that like? Well, uh, when I did the Silk Road, um, the first week I was shaving every day. And then I, I was like, I'm on, a, I'm on an adventure. I shouldn't live the same life. I'm living the civilized life. I should let it be, let it grow as a, as a human. Yeah. How we were in the Ice Age. or Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I did. I decided not to shave until I reached Beijing. So when I reached Beijing, uh, we had one guy with us who was uh, his name was Peter Pete Leach, and he wanted to shave me when we reach the Ace Cafe in Beijing. So I said, "I promise you, you will be the one who's doing it, and you will see it in the film." So when I reached Beijing, I was my hair was a big mess, my beard was big. M many people didn't recognize me, and that moment. I honestly, that the best moment of my life because this is the moment when I, I found myself, the moment I got off my bike and uh, I I would say it's a victory over the challenge that the people who doubted me, yeah. including my friends, family, even my parents thought I'm, I'm going to kill myself. So to me, it was like a victory and I even imagined my grandfather was there and... Uh, this is the moment when, when I was talking and crying. I was tearing up. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't take it. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, but the, that Chinese guy who bumped into the camera and ruined it. But mm. still, I was, uh, I was uh, in full emotion. And I was always wondering, how come people cry of happiness? I, was, I, used to, I used to make fun of it because I never had this moment. It mm. was the first time in my life 
that I tear up of happiness. And that was, uh, I mean, the moment that I would never forget. No. Every time I talk about it, I would never stop talking until a truck runs over me or someone shuts me up. I, I must admit, that was <laughs> yeah. one of the best best parts of the movie yeah. for me. Um, what a, and, and and I knew that we were going to run out of time today, but yeah. we're, we're, what was it was it like with your kids? Are they at the age that they know what you're doing? Are they, are they really proud? Yeah, my kids, uh, to be honest, they're not happy me being on the bike for disappearing for six months. But I, I had a chat with my daughter and she said, yeah, I'm not happy. I, I would like to see you coming, pick me up from school and take me to school every morning. But this is what you do. I can't imagine you doing something else. And I'm proud of it. And that day when I went to the to her school to play the film to her classmates, everybody was concentrating on the film and she was staring at me with a big smile. That that proud face, which made me realize now I think she's fine. She she's she's proud of it. So I I should continue doing it. And maybe she, she would be learning a lesson on how of how she chased her dreams one day. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 just a fun, um, and I, I knew I said to you before the show I said we're going thirty minutes is just not going to yes, be enough exactly. But but one thing that I I have got today one, the one thing that that I'm I know that our listeners are going to be mm-hmm. or our viewers and listeners are going to be taking from this is is your story, and it's like it it at first it was, for me it's inspiring because I know that that I'm doing listening to you and the, mm-hmm. the effects that you've had on the world, and we haven't covered the business. That you said a film studio. You're going to Germany and opening a business there That's and a right. restaurant. I said to you, "Are you crazy? Starting a restaurant? You've done virtually pole to pole from the the North Pole to yeah. to Argentina. There's just so many things. You're making a difference. You are making a real difference. And and honestly it's been an absolute joy having you on the show today it's a pleasure and you're going to be an inspiration to everybody because for me oh without a shadow of doubt you're an inspiration for me (laughs) just because of the things we've got to bring people together Mm -hmm. that's our roles that's That's right and that's what i do actually i I mean i've I've always wanted to be a changer always wanted to be a successful story and an influencer I don't just want to be a, a famous guy who's just running on nothing. You're not. Yeah. I promise you, yeah. you're not. And I love the thing about, because I think when I was a young guy too, I had a little bit of arrogance. And mm-hmm. then I went to Cyprus and I met the Cyprus people. Mm-hmm. And for me, that was life-changing. I was there for two years. My eldest son was born there. It was wonderful. And it took that off me, what you just said. Mm-hmm. You, it's a magic feeling. And it's like, all we've got to do is keep on reaching out to people. Yeah, that's the that's biggest right. gift of all. That, that's the the biggest gift of all. That's right. Okay. I, I know that you've got 126, 126 125,000 followers on Facebook. That's right. Yeah. How do, how do people get in? How do people watch your movie for one? How do they kind of, how do they like you? Where do they go? Well, uh, I'm available on all social media pl- uh, platforms. <clears throat> Sorry. I'm on Facebook as, I mean, Facebook is the biggest uh, fan base, let's say, because I got uh, 100, uh, 169,000. 169. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, whatever updates I post on my social media, on my Facebook, Instagram as second platform. Yeah. So people can find me if they just write my name, Khalid Al Jaber. Yeah. Or Khalid on Facebook, Khalid Al Jaber official. Yeah, yeah. That's so they'll I mean. find my film. They'll find lots of uh, story coverage of all my trips. I just covered uh, Africa. I just did Africa 
Kenya to South Africa last October, and it was beautiful. I strongly recommend everybody to consider Africa as holiday, as long I mean enjoy. I mean the the world is just beautiful as long as we don't watch the news. Yeah, yeah, yeah very so good. So I strongly recommend Africa, and you can see a lot of Africa, the beauty of Africa on my social media. Can you do me one favor? Sure. The one promise I'm going to ask you is that you're going to promise to come back on the show because there's Definitely. so much to talk about. Just let just give me a call, a WhatsApp message, I'll be here. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Everyone, I hope I know you're going to you would have enjoyed this as much as I've enjoyed this today. You've been an absolute joy and and uh, inspirational pleasure. and I know that everybody's going to feel that. Keep Go and please, because I you are changing. Will. You are yeah. you are making a huge difference. Hopefully, I will. Khaled, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Really enjoyed the talk this morning. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you for watching the show. See you next week when we'll have another special guest on the show. Thank you very much for listening. Bye for now. Everyone, thanks for listening. This has been brought to you by the Ginger Camel Network. Please send us your feedback on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. And don't forget to review us. Please, please, please review us on your favorite podcast app.